0: I'm 37. I'm 37?!
1: going
0: to class. Oh my god. 37! My girlfriend sucked 37 dicks! In a row? This is the intro, this is the intro, this is the intro to the Poet and Billy Podcast Extravaganza!
1: What do you have to say about RPGs, Booker? He says he's never played one.
0: Is that what he said?
1: Uh, yeah, me and Liz pretty much just decide what's
0: said. will see, I'll just put words in my, in my man's mouth, huh? Oh yeah,
1: yeah. And I'm sure that's gonna backfire on us one day. He'll be like 14, and we're like, "Oh, you said that you love this," and I'll be like, "No, I didn't.
0: You guys said that." Word and big uncle be coming in there like, "Yeah, yeah, nephew." <laughs> they were saying, hey, "Man, from day one, they was putting words in your mouth." I was right there with you. I got the evidence right here.
1: He says over Skype because he never wants to go anywhere.
0: (laughs) First off, it's not that I don't want to go anywhere. It's that I don't. Yeah. Who's rolling dice? Uh, Is somebody rolling for initiative to go first in this RPG
2: episode?
0: What are you hearing?
2: Clacking? I don't understand.
0: Uh, you, yeah, you, yeah I was hearing some, like, clacking or something. It literally sounded like somebody rolled a small die.
1: Okay, I think I heard it, too. Were you hearing it for, like, a second, or are you still hearing it?
0: No, I didn't. I'm not, I don't still hear somebody rolling dice.
1: Well, the, I'm asking because I'm not sure what it sounds like, and I am trying to. Know, I want to know if you hear the little Mamaru thing that Booker's in, because it's, it's a motorized thing going back and forth to keep him calm. Which more or less works for a little while.
0: Well, when you talk, it sounds like somebody's frying in the background.
1: Uh, no, that is water because Liz is doing stuff in the kitchen. Making ramen.
0: She needs water for that. Word. So y'all just, you just recording the episodes in the kitchen now?
1: No, I'm next to the kitchen. So the layout for I'm my just, house yeah, is I'm the kitchen over there next to the kitchen is the living room which is where I am along with my baby and my cats or cat hold on there's one cat I don't know where the other
0: one is the
1: other one's around here somewhere and then yeah there's other rooms to the house too whatever and we have a deck that's nice I like my deck
0: Quarian, what do you think we should do I vote for pet the cat before we search the downstairs before checking the upstairs for any of the cultists,
2: who's squaring
0: No, oh my God! Wait. Roll for
1: initiative. You have to fight
0: Booker. <laughs> <Just> fight. <laughs> just I don't like, want to imagine battle music kicks in, and yeah. it's like Booker's first attack is adorableness.
2: I don't want to break my hand on the iron-like jaw of that baby. <laughs>
1: Oh man! So how are you guys doing? Uh, have you gotten Final Fantasy VII yet?
2: No. Um, <clears throat> it mine didn't ship until last week, and uh, the last update I got was that it is. I, I live about two and a half hours away from Fort Worth, and the last update I got was today at 11:44 a.m. It was in Fort Worth. Okay.
0: So, so, so what does that mean tomorrow?
2: Tomorrow or Thursday at the latest, which Thursday is when I normally should have gotten it anyway.
0: Got gotcha. you. Basically,
2: but, we, we've timed this pretty
1: well, because otherwise it would have been hard to steal you away. I,
2: I mean, I'm uh, I'm not so obsessed with it that I couldn't have done an episode for y'all. That's that's no problem. Oh, it's, my, it's my pleasure.
1: I know what I'm like when a game comes. Like, I got Resident Evil 3 the other day, and I did yeah. it the same day that I got it. Which, oh, granted, is because it's a short game. It's yeah. a short game, though. It's maybe... Uh, I think I beat it in like four and a half hours gameplay and like the actual with cutscenes, it's like six, six and a half. So it's, it's a short game. That's actually a big complaint that it's been getting. That said, it's a It's if you like resident evil, it's awesome. Uh, I, I liked it a lot. Uh, the character that you play, Jill Valentine is just the ultimate badass woman, uh, it's, it's great. I told, I, so I was actually thinking, uh, I don't think Chelsea likes scary stuff, like scary games, but I was like, right. she needs to play this because it is more action-oriented. There are some jump scares here and there, but for the most part, it's more of an action-type game than the last one, and mm-hmm. I think she would really like Jill as a character and would like the story. It's just a, it's really, really neat, even though it's fairly short.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, it's a good thing she listens to this podcast and will hear this recommendation and immediately go out and play it.
1: Well, I'm telling you guys that I, was, I, that I want to recommend it to her. I'm not saying this as if she's going to
2: listen to the podcast. Does she not me. listen to the podcast? No,
0: no, she doesn't. She
2: doesn't listen to podcasts. She doesn't
0: listen to podcasts. Oh. Period. She does uh, podcasts and doesn't listen to them. That's yeah, interesting. Yeah, she's
2: going to – She's. I,
1: gonna, she's, uh, I, I was going to say she's going to do ours. I'm going to ask her to do ours uh, for – got a, an episode in mind that I think she'd be
0: really fun for. I have um, a title in mind for that episode. Oh no! Uh, don't
1: don't don't spoil it! Don't spoil it! We'll we'll save it. I don't know what it is. And
2: <laughs> yeah, you don't know I what bet. it is, Billy. I think really? you could guess. Yeah, oh, I think I can sure. guess,
1: but I I, I want to. I'm gonna see how it goes. Uh, i actually sorry. got a we've got a, a dat coming up on the next episode, and that'll be fun. Too. Oh wait! Oh, I, we spent too much time not talking about my son. So,
2: baby That's alert!
1: Yeah. We get it, baby. You're a baby. <laughs>
0: Hey baby. <laughs> and speaking of that speaking of that, I was
2: just watching uh, his Mark Twain award thing on Netflix.
0: Oh yeah, that was good. I yeah, didn't know it was it, on Netflix, it was on
2: Netflix. Yeah, and I didn't get all the way through it, but you know they show <laughs> clips from a bunch of his different stand up acts, and that was one of the bits they took from that one. Where
0: he's like, I see a baby
2: standing <laughs> on the corner. Oh man. He didn't even look scared.
0: Mm-hmm. Just rolled the window down a crack. Hey, baby. Oh man, I saw clips of his uh, from different people, and then his uh, his speech on mm. YouTube right after it yeah. happened. Yeah, this so, is
2: like they've taken the time to actually make like a whole huge special out of it. So they show all these people talking about him, and then just throw in like clips uh, from different things he's done as well.
0: Hey, if you want to see you know. one of the funniest Dave Chappelle uh, things ever. Uh, uh, there's a Def Jam comedy uh, special <clears throat> on Netflix that looks at the history of Def Jam. Comedy. Oh yeah, and, I saw I saw uh, something about that. It's about I, God, I don't know how long into the episode it is, but him and D.L. Hughley are supposed to go up and and introduce you know, do this little thing do their little monologue for the next <clears throat> bit right and it ends into this like 5 minute bit with DL and him and him not wanting to do to read this thing and oh my god it's one of the it's hands down one of the funniest things i've seen that was just like impromptu um hmm. uh, but yeah uh definitely if you like death comedy jam i recommend the special a lot of really good stuff in there a lot of great lookbacks um on the on Dev Comedy Jam, um, Dev Comedy Jam had one of my favorite. That's where I, I saw Bernie Mac, and that had like that was like one of the greatest stories of all time. How Bernie Mac, uh, Dev Comedy Jam appearance went, uh, cause uh, he 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 went out after this dude who was terrible, terrible. And the crowd was rowdy. They were gonna eat. they were they're about to eat anybody and everybody alive who came in there and was terrible. And Martin Lawrence brings out Bernie Mac, and as he walks past him, he goes, "Hey, good luck, brother." And Bernie Mac came out there and and did this whole thing about, "I
1: ain't scared of you, motherfuckers,"
0: and absolutely destroyed. It's probably one of the funniest stand-up sets I've ever seen and it's when I fell in love with Bernie Mac as a comedian R.I.P. Rip Rip Bernie Mac very
1: uh, very different story but I heard uh, on a podcast one time it was uh, you guys know the Sklar brothers the twin yeah. uh, stand-up comics they're pretty they're funny guys uh, and they were talking about Dave Chappelle uh, in whatever podcast they were on that I was listening to and uh, they knew him from like from stand-up, you know, a lot of stand-up comics just interact with each other. And they were telling this story about how they uh, they were scheduled for a show uh, at, a, at, a, at a stand-up club. And, you know, sometimes somebody famous shows up and you get bumped for a while because, you know, Dave Chappelle showed up. It's like, what? He's going to go on. People are going to want to see him because he just happened to show up. And it, this happened to be a night where they were supposed to go on last and then Dave Chappelle showed up. And the club owner was like, "Oh yeah, you know, go on, man. You gotta, you gotta, you know, you gotta go do your thing." So he goes up. He's supposed to only be up there for like a few minutes, but because he's Dave Chappelle and he kind of loses track of time, he just starts going on and on. And uh, he's up there for like almost an hour, or 45 minutes or whatever. And people love it and they're you know having a blast, but it's getting late. And he know, you know, they know, like, okay, so when this is over, you know, that's that's like the show ender for them. They're going to be like, oh, and now here's these two guys that you might know, you know, they're going to go. And Dave didn't know that they were there because he had just walked in and then went up on stage. So he was like finishing up and he got off. And he saw it was them that was about to go up, and he sees them, stops, and goes back. And he's like, hey, hey, guys, make sure you stick around. I know I was up here for a while, but you're not going to regret this. Like, Make sure you stay and listen to these guys. They're really funny. Like, Just really cool of him to like take the time to let like, go. I'm like, hey, I know I was here for a while, but these guys, you don't want to miss this.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I like, mean, I, it's – go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: I, I like hearing stories about comics like that because yeah. I – There's so many stories about stand up. Stand-up comics are like some sensitive assholes, man. And I've heard so many stories about like, you know, joke stealing and just how, like, what assholes they can be. Uh, And it's not a coincidence, I think, that some of the best ones, like Dave Chappelle, aren't really like that.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Well, it almost makes you want to be a stand up comic. Like, they talk about a, a brotherhood of these guys that or, you know, Brother Sisterhood, like everybody who's involved um, and how they, they just lift each other up and go see each other's shows and things like that, that just, it, it seems really
0: great to me. Crickets. Absolute crickets.
1: What? Damn. what? Oh, what the? F- you got something to add? Uh, you got something
2: to add?
0: No, it just seemed funny to me that it was like dead silent after that.
2: Uh, it's just because silent. I'm not interesting. It's fine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, it's not dead silent. Uh, Our favorite RPGs.
2: Oh, what a segue. That
0: was terrible.
1: I, uh, I didn't really think that one through. So yeah, uh, I have a good reason for talking about this, which we kind of mentioned. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake is coming out. Uh, by the time this comes out, I guess, depending on when you put it out, I guess the game will be available.
2: And yeah, it'll be worldwide be on Friday, so if this comes out... Yeah on Friday or after, then yeah. I I got my whole... I'm off on vacation starting on Friday. Got a whole week off. Just ready to play this game. I'm pretty excited about it, yeah. Have you heard
0: or read any of the reviews that
2: have come out? Um, I read one review, I think, on IGN. Um, It basically... The review... the, The basics of it are... It does a really good job on the stuff that was in the original game. It does um, a not so great job on the stuff they just tried to add and shoehorn
0: in. Hmm. Interesting.
1: I've tried to avoid um, any uh, spoilers or any reviews yeah. for the most part, uh, but I, I was I did see, and I'm ex- I'm excited to know that. The game has a decent length to it. I think. Uh, yeah. Most people seem to say it's gonna. It takes anywhere from forty to forty-five hours to do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which is great. I mean, I not that I love. You know, I know I said earlier that Resident Evil Three is like really short, but I didn't have a problem with that.
2: Like, right. Well, you know, people were scared, or not scared, maybe, but concerned because it's only covering really not even the whole first disc of the original game. it only covers the midgar section of the game so people were afraid that like it was just going to be really fast or that it wasn't going to be as like good because they they just devoted a whole piece to this midgar section so i'm hoping that the added stuff doesn't you know that's not as good doesn't take too much time out of the main part of the story and just to fill up the game you know what i mean that's that's my main hope uh for this game but honestly after playing the demo after seeing trailers i'm just excited Uh, it it cannot be as big of a letdown as other like classic things in my life have been recently um not to not to take us down this road but star wars other things like that it, it just it cannot be as bad or as big of a letdown as some of these other things have been in my life uh so well, I, I'm
1: just excited. I, I think that the advantage that this game has is the amount of time that's been put into it. Um,
0: yeah.
1: You know, it, it's not something that's being rushed out. Because um, it was announced, what, five years ago? That that first trailer came out, I think?
2: Yeah, I think it was officially announced that they were working on the project in 20, Yeah, probably 2016. So yeah, it's been a minute.
0: Uh, uh, my biggest um, hope maybe. for this game is that it comes out on the Xbox One.
1: It will eventually. It will. Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, I think they said first year exclusive to PlayStation and and uh, then it'll come out on mm, other platforms after that.
0: Interesting. And there's no they haven't had they not given a release date right for the second one. It's dependent on how this one does. That's that's been the main line
2: from Square, but I don't see how it could not at least meet expectations to grant a second piece or and, and a third, which is what they're saying like it's supposed to be a trilogy at the end of it.
1: it. Yeah, and I imagine that it'll be pretty quick. I'm sure that they were working you know, I don't see it as like, okay, we finished this one now let's start on the second one, the second part. I'm
2: well, sure they were
1: working on parts of it.
2: Yeah, I don't know. They have been pretty clear about the fact that they were not really working on a second piece to it yet they've they've said like the the head of square has Enix has says that said that several times that they're not working on it yet so i don't know maybe after they started pre-sales they they saw the response and said okay let's start working on it but up until the time when they were doing pre-sales they they said no we haven't done anything
1: yeah, but I don't really trust a lot of you know, game developers, especially Japanese game developers, I've noticed, are really good about keeping these things under wraps uh, and not really being 100% truthful. Actually, it's funny mentioning Resident Evil because they did the same thing. They, they announced Resident Evil 2 Remake a few years ago,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, and everybody, a lot of people were like, oh, do you think they'll do 3 down the line? Or maybe if 2 does well, they'll do 3. And then, let, uh, more just a little over a year later, three came out. You know, they were working on it, and you know, they announced it just a few months ago, and now here it is. Uh, which, granted, different company, Capcom compared to Square, but yeah, uh,
2: okay. Capcom.
1: But it is still something that I've noticed where you know they'll they'll say one thing and then like, oh, by the way, it just especially because the amount of time it takes on these games, right? Uh, you would have to have. a, a decent head start because otherwise you're going to miss out on you know you don't want to beat kingdom hearts right
2: Right. (laughs) and i i respect what they did for final fantasy 7 cutting into pieces because you know that's that's why kingdom hearts 3 was kind of a soft reception and that's why final fantasy 15 wasn't as i i feel like wasn't received the way that it should have been is because they tried to cram all this stuff in one game and it's like it's not possible with our budget with our time to create the game it is not possible to make this game the way we want to make it in one game like it's just not a possibility for us budget wise so then you get you know kind of a weird kingdom hearts three that every all the is crammed into the last world and it doesn't make a whole lot of sense and you get final fantasy 15 where it's like if you really want to know the full story you have to you have to go watch a movie, and then you have to go play a different game, and then you have to go read some stuff. Like you don't get a full story in the game because of the budget and the constraints that they had on making it. Yeah,
1: and it's it's only gotten worse over the years, really, because the amount of detail that go. You know, I was actually I was saying something to Liz about it the other day because you know you uh, one of the things you get in Resident Evil Three when you get certain achievements and. Uh, trophies, you get uh, models that you can look at. Uh, you know, like, you go and look at different characters and creatures and stuff from the game, and I was like, look at the detail that they put into, like, the, the nemesis monster. Like, I was looking at that one, it's like all the
0: veins
1: and teeth, and just, it's insane, and it takes
2: just... It,
1: it. You know, I remember thinking how insanely good Pixar movies look, uh, which... You know those take years, and they take a ridiculous amount of money. Video games same way, and uh, but so much more. They they're longer. They you know there's more to it. The they have to be controlled as opposed to someone just watching what's going on. Uh, It's just it's insane the 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 amount of time that, and I think a lot of publishers are getting better about you know understanding. Okay, you have we have to give time uh or we have to split this you know this game and its sequel or whatever the, you know into other places because uh, i remember that was a big downfall for the guitar hero games uh there was a interesting interview with somebody that worked on them and the guy was talking about uh how they, they had a new game come out every year it's like guitar hero the beatles and then World tour, like every year, new guitar. And it's not like there was a lot to the Guitar Hero games, but still, every year with the same group, that's a lot. Uh, and the guy was like, you know, if they just gave me a little bit more time, we could make a really good game. But it's just like, okay, here, you know, this one's out. Here's the deadline for the next one. We got to get this done. And sure enough, like you know, they don't, they don't really make those games anymore. <laughs>
2: no they were it was like a i, I want to say it was like a 5 or 6 year like kind of shining moment for those kinds of games rocks uh you know rock band guitar hero and then it was and then it, it kind of just died
0: that trend passed me i never had any interest in those games <laughs> They're fun
2: I, party games. Yes, they're uh, fun party games. Rock band, especially because you can have like you know three or four, f- up to like five people playing the instruments at the same time.
1: Which I and I did that here. I I, I feel the same way about Rock Band and uh, Guitar Hero as I did about like I guess Cards Against Humanity, where I I like them. They're fun, uh, but after like a few you know a few games i'm just like okay i really don't want to do this anymore <laughs> which is weird for a video game because you know when i like a game i want to play it non-stop like i want to just keep going
0: yeah uh, that's... which
1: i think is part of why i was interested about talking about rpgs is that you know sometimes i do want to read a book that's like a quick thriller that's like 300 pages or something you know like oh well this is fun other times i can't wait to read like a fantasy novel that's like a thousand pages like just get deep into the world Uh, and that's kind of like how these RPGs are uh, in a lot of games where like I'm just gonna my life becomes this game for a long time
0: word man
2: yeah no that's exactly how I feel about um, RPGs in this list that's what I tried to, to make it about what games do I keep coming back to or what games do I keep playing and I can play for a long time or I can keep playing them or come back and play them again
1: yeah, I actually just played one on my list, and I'm still occasionally playing another one, uh, which I guess I don't know if this one will be on either of y'all's list. But the game that I got into RPGs with, because when I was a kid, it's funny. The first time I played Final Fantasy VII, yeah, I didn't. I, I don't recall ever enjoying a Final Fantasy game. I might have never even played the seventh one until you know I was much older, but. Uh, It just—they never really. There was just so much. It it can be so overwhelming, you know, when you're not, when you haven't played those kind of games before. Uh, For me, uh, Pokémon is what got me into like understanding how these games work and and what can be fun about them because it's very simple. Uh, Yeah, there's not a ton to it, and I I, just—I still to, to this day have a blast with it. So, like one of mine. Uh, would definitely be and i'll I'll say all three of them is the same because they're essentially the same as like Pokemon red blue and yellow uh, that got me into these games like I because i I put so many me and my friends put so many hours into just catching Pokemon and leveling them up and getting all the getting <laughs> getting all the moves and trying to find all the secret Pokemon it was amazing I, and I still have a blast doing it I just played red uh, I finished it maybe a couple of weeks ago.
0: What platform yeah, that's... was it on?
2: Uh, Game Boy Color. Hell yeah. Yeah, the original Pokemon Red was actually, it was it was on the cusp between the regular Game Boy and Game Boy Color. So you could play it on regular Game Boy, but if you played it on Game Boy Color, everything was tinted the color of the, uh, the cartridge pack. So if you're playing Pokemon Red on Game Boy Color, everything had a red tint. If you're playing Which Pokemon was, Blue, yeah. everything had a blue tint.
1: And on yellow, I think it went back and forth. Like you'd go to a new town, and then it was like, "Oh, now it's kind of blue." And now
2: it's right. Blue. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. And I, I played. I, I played it on my color because that's what I have still. Uh, I found it when I, we went back to Memphis to visit for a bit. And I was like, "Oh man, I'm totally playing this." Uh, but yeah, that was what. That was one of the my. My that was definitely the game that made me appreciate and get into like RPG type games, but also. Definitely one of my favorite games of my childhood. Did you guys play, or I I don't know, Poet, you were definitely older at the time, so I don't know if maybe that, did you get skipped over on that, where just it wasn't for you? Or? I
0: missed Pokemon completely. I don't know how, I mean, like, I know the cartoon, but, like, that was, like, a, uh, maybe a generation below me where I just did not get Pokemon, um you we were probably in
2: middle school when it when it like started, right?
0: Maybe when? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I think it came out in '96. I oh, played it in like '97, '98, '99. This kid no. said middle school. No, I was in college when Pokemon came out. That's why I missed it. Oh, in '96? Yeah, I was having sex with girls. <laughs> oh wait a minute! For the last time! Oh! Oh! The accuracy of that. Same uh, this
2: guy. Well, yeah, uh, yeah. I, actually, and I didn't,
1: I played Gold and Silver, and I really liked those. Uh, but I would, I would definitely, For, and I'm sure there are going to be people that will listen to this and won't agree with our choice. That's why I said our favorite RPGs and not one right. of the best RPGs ever. Yeah, you know, exactly. Obviously, everything's up for debate. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, I just never really got into the ones after that. Those were the ones that, you know, I was a kid and really sunk. Me. Enough to where I like, and I understand them now. Like when I was in Memphis a few weeks ago, and I was talking to my uh, my cousins' kids, one of which was just a very quiet kid, uh, and he had his switch and he was playing. I think Pokemon Shield, Sword or Shield, one of whichever one of the new, one of the new ones. is on one of those. Uh, yeah. And he like he wasn't really saying much. Or like, hey man, how's it going? He was like, hey, and like he would just walk off. And then I saw what he was playing. And I was like, oh cool. What was your starter Pokemon? Which I guess is like enough to to show, oh, I understand enough about this game to know what you're talking right. about. And then he did yeah. not want to stop talking about all... He's like, let me show you all the Pokemon I got, and this is what I
2: did, and this is what I'm doing now.
1: And Yeah, I'm cool. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's on my list too, Billy. I've got a number five on my list is Pokemon. I wrote Red specifically, because that's the first one I played. Yeah, Red nope. was mine.
1: I remember I played... So I, I... My buddy and I played it together at the same time where like he had red and blue and i didn't have any of them but i had a game boy color and he was like oh well why don't you play red i'll play blue and like so we were just like sit there together that's a nice and, friend and play oh man it was a blast it was so much fun because we were like see yeah you know, we were more or less at the same parts of the game i used to yeah. love playing games with him we, we did uh grand theft auto 3 together we're like yeah. he would do a mission then we'd hand the controller off and i'd do a mission or if one of us died you know you'd switch you that switch. Thing. Yeah. Uh, which I miss so much. Like that's the kind of yeah. thing I think about with for, for my son, where like I can't wait to do that kind of thing with him.
2: Like we're gonna play this
1: game together.
2: Yeah. And then his mom will yell at us because. In- <laughs> 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 that's the that was the only downfall to the Pokemon games. I felt like though was that you could only have one save file. It was so final. It was like you have this one file. You don't have any other files that you can use. You can't have more than one game on a cartridge. That was the only thing that really uh, c- kind of made it un attractive for me because by that point the playstation already existed you already had memory cards where you'd have several files on it so in my little kid brain i'm like i already know that the technology exists to have more than one save file why is there only one on this freaking pokemon game yeah
1: and there's a couple of things that still i don't know if i I, maybe they still do this i doubt it but playing red again and i think about this every time i'm like why do you have to trade some of them to get that poke like that's so dumb I, you know, like if you want to get Alakazam, you gotta he's got to be traded first, and like from Kadabra, and that bugs the shit out because I'm like I want Alakazam so because like I I know I could destroy any psychic Pokemon if I had Alakazam can't get him.
2: Yeah, I think that was their way of you know trying to get people to buy the both versions of the game to make Pokemon only accessible on one version, and then also to try to get people to buy like the system link cables to trade that's that was their whole marketing scheme it's like let's make it a marketing thing you if you want this pokemon you have to trade it with this other person and to do that you're gonna have to buy a cable so you can link your systems and then you're also gonna have to buy both cop both red and blue because not all the pokemon are available on one it's i think it was all just a marketing ploy to i mean get i to buy more stuff
1: i get that like the concept of some pokemon only of which i also think is kind of Eh, but whatever, of them only being available in one. But if you don't have someone to trade with, you know, what are you going to do? There's no.
0: Yeah, could there's you, no way
2: to get them. I, Pokemon, I literally didn't.
0: Could you use Pokemon from Pokemon Blue in red if you traded with somebody or no? Yes. Yes. yes.
2: So the game data was basically built to where you could. You could have all 151 Pokemon in the game on one cartridge, but you could not catch certain Pokemon in the wild on the original games. And in fact, the only way to get, um, unless you went to like a special Nintendo event, the only way to get the Mew Pokemon was a glitch in the game. That was the only way to actually get the Pokemon. There was a glitch that you could perform on the game cartridge yeah. to be able to get him, and that was it.
1: Which I did once, I didn't really care all that much to get, yeah, the only, actually it's funny, I did do a glitch uh, for the first time on this last playthrough towards the end, because I realized I'd never done it before, so I thought it'd be worth checking out, and I did the the one where you get... item duplication? The item duplication, yeah, so I did that with the Master Ball, so instead of having one Master Ball, I had 99.
2: Yeah, I remember remember we found that... I just went and
1: caught all the legendary birds immediately. (laughs)
2: We found that like you know back in the day you didn't really have the internet wasn't as uh, you know as as good of a resource to find information about games as it is now. So I remember we found that glitch out from reading like a Nintendo Power magazine. That's 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 what we had to do to find this kind of stuff then.
1: I miss those days though. Me and my buddy used to you know we'd get on I, I remember the one site we went to was supercheats.com. Uh, it might even still exist for all I know. But I'm, I miss yeah, I'm that. I'm sure like, it does. Well, You know, we'd find, like, glitches and cheats. So we would find ways of just, like, oh, this is how or, – or, or not even cheats, but, like, tips. I remember we played No Mercy all the time on the N64, and it would be, you know – there were wrestlers, obviously, that weren't in the game, but you could make them. And people would be like, this is how you make Hulk Hogan, or this is how you make the big show. Uh, so that was cool. I always really enjoyed that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that, that's not really a thing anymore.
2: No. What about um, you, poet? What's on what's on your list?
0: So I I'm gonna go with two for the the since Billy went with what got him into video. Hold the, on before, before you
1: continue, moment, my son is upset. I'm sorry. Well,
0: what'd, you what'd you do?
1: I didn't do anything. He's just getting sad. Word, I don't want you to word. try I want I don't want you trying to like, you know
0: Where I feel like you do the whole there.
1: thing and then I'm like
0: you my, know while you're, <laughs> right while when it's you're my talking that's a baby. You you made a an ugly face of Booker, and now he's crying. That's
1: not what happened. Hey, Booker, tell him that's not what happened.
0: See, there you go again, putting words in my nephew's mouth.
1: I'm, no, nephew. I'm All right. What, what do you, what, you tell him whatever you want to tell him, bud.
0: Booker, man, go ahead. Do you. Uh,
1: come here, buddy. Boop. Oh. Over the shoulder.
0: So, Booker, let me tell you about my my oh, yeah. RPGs that got me into uh, RPGs because I had never played RPGs before. Um, the first one uh, I didn't buy. I only rented it uh, from my video rental place uh, because I'm old enough to have had a video rental place. It uh, was Dragon Warrior, which is actually... Dragon Quest it was Dragon Warrior in America um it was the first real RPG I played um and it whet my appetite for more of that kind of gameplay um but shortly after Dragon Quest came out the first Final Fantasy game came out and that got me absolutely hooked on RPGs uh, just because, uh, because I could make my own team, I, the replay value of that game went up because I was constantly trying different combinations and playing through the game and checking out what each class did and what each class is. Cause you, at one point in the, in, in the game, you would like level them up from like, so like a fighter would become a knight, a mage would become yeah, a wizard. Yeah, yeah. You'd and so, you'd go see Bahamut, and he'd level you up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And did so, you give them uh, funny
1: names and stuff that you would be
0: entertaining to you? Well, so not like funny, but like like I don't remember all of them, but like one of them was Wolverine, so I would put W O L V was wove, so I wove on my team. Nate was always I was I like, always made my main character me. Um, uh, my favorite team that I ever ran in Final Fantasy. Was three fighters and a black mage, which became three knights and a black wizard, and I fucking destroyed uh, with that team because it was just it was like it was it was really three tanks and a tank mage, but I would use one of the knights as like a a, a healer, so it was just like I was just crushing enemies. With that combination, but th- that's what got me into a love of RPGs and fantasy, uh, in general. Because before that, I didn't really, uh, I was like, you know, it was like sports or like, you know, Mario, uh, you know, it was like those type of games, like Tecmo Ball. I played Tecmo Ball constantly, um... So this was like the first game that was like, like RPG style. Like I had never, that really got me, you know, into the genre and into what eventually would become a love of Dungeons and Dragons, which I hope to play again someday soon. Maybe. Or whatever.
2: Let's see. Oh, I just got an update. My game now says, it originally said that Final F- my Final Fantasy game would be here by the end of the day Thursday, but now it says by the end of the day tomorrow.
0: Nice. Hey! Now, will yes, you be able goodness. to play it, or will it yes. have one of those restrictions on it, like can't play until midnight? So or
2: I don't know. I, I don't know if it's because it's a physical copy, but I don't think they can restrict it because you know when you buy something digital, of course they have the ability to restrict it. But when you have the game disc and that's what's it that's what it is installing from, I don't think you can. I don't think they can restrict it. And I know for a fact that, that um, people who are getting the game a physical copy of it early are being able to play it because. They put out a message when they said, you know, we're shipping these out. Some of you are going to get it early. They sent a message that said, if you get your copy early and you can play it, don't spoil it for other people. Mm. So I don't think they're, they're able to restrict it, honestly, gotcha. if you get a physical copy of it. Because yeah. there, were, there have been Twitch streamers that have been playing it and then they get shut down. You know, so I've seen it pop up online every once in a while with people actually playing the game.
0: Interesting. Well, exciting, man. That's exciting. Yeah. As, as mentioned last episode, I was sick when it got the initial pull, pushback because I knew you'd already request the time off, and I was like, "Oh no!" Oh yeah. Uh. But that's thankfully, right. it was early in time, enough for you to change your your time off so that you could enjoy it. So I'm happy that that's just about to crack off.
2: Yeah, man, it's gonna be nuts. I shouldn't have spent that money on that Destiny Two season because you know I hadn't picked up that shit at all.
0: Right. Dude, I haven't <laughs> yeah. picked up this season and I was watching something today cuz they they uh they uh, released another part of the season and I was watching about another like uh thing to do and I was just like, "Man." Yeah. I just don't have no interest in Yeah. In this season it's been hard.
2: The season's not been good. No. Um
0: I think we burned ourselves is. out last season yeah. trying to get the uh Time, we all became I'm...
2: saviors, and we got burnt out. That's exactly what I was saying.
0: Osiris, Warlord Shag says I live and breathe. Saint Fourteen, I thought you were dead, brother. I have always hated you. <laughs> but honestly, this season has been, uh, um, uh, in my opinion, it's it, it was it it. Essentially a repeat of the last season, but then mm. even more difficult with yeah. another layer of currency, mm-hmm. and it's just I, I just I, for me it was just too much. Right. So most of the reports have been. Things, most screens. of the
2: reports have been, you know, that the PvP stuff is just lacking. The PVE stuff is not really that great either. So this mm-hmm. newest season for Destiny Two has just kind of been a flop for a lot of the big, uh, big fans of the game. Yeah. But,
0: well, I don't disagree. I don't really have any interest, which is a shame because, like, I like the War Mine. I like Anna Bray. I would love to be participating in this story, but the stuff you have to do to take part of it, in it, I just, I just don't have any interest in try, like, trying to farm this currency to level up these things for whatever reason we're leveling them up. And like it was overly complicated, and then plus on top of it, they added the the uh, the armor bump from like uh, of like fifty points to get to to the max level. And I was just like, I'm just so tired of chasing this like power cap that they keep bumping every season. I'm just yeah, over no, yeah, model. It's,
2: it's they're chasing the dragon. You know, it's the same kind of thing that other MMOs do, but Destiny's doing it. At such a fast pace it's just it's too much it's yeah. because it's one thing if you have an expansion drop every year or every year and a half that has you chase a new level cap that's one thing but they're doing it every like three months it's every quarter it's that's that's too much
0: yeah and then like yeah. and the, like the last two were like 10 like 10 points to level <clears throat> to hit a level cap and <clears> so <throat> like that wasn't that egregious, and you could do yeah. that in, like, the first week. Like, I, it, at this point for me, it's just like, I I have no interest in doing that. Yeah.
2: Oh, well, let's talk about games we like instead. So, Woo! speaking about Final Fantasy, since that was on your list, I'll go to the next one on my list is Final Fantasy X. Um, that's the only other Final Fantasy game I have on my list, besides my number one, obviously, which we all know what that's going to be. But... Um, final fantasy 10, how do I, how do I describe that game? So the PlayStation two comes out and they know it's going to be like their launch title pretty much. Um, it came out, I think like the same year or the, or very quickly after the PlayStation two comes out and it, I remember I got into, I I didn't know if I was going to get it because I didn't have a PlayStation two. And a friend of mine, because I went to a school with rich kids, a friend of mine had it like day one. And he was playing it. And I remember I was a teenage boy at the time. I was like 13 or 12 or 13. And uh, he was like, oh, yeah, the, two of the characters have sex in this game. And I'm like, what? I, I must I must play this game. I have to see this. So right on the cusp of puberty, I, I had to play Final Fantasy X. So I finally did get a PlayStation 2. I saved up like all summer from a summer job that I got. Um, and I bought a PlayStation 2 and we both bought Final Fantasy X. and it was it was just a new it was something so fresh and new because Final Fantasy 7 I loved, eight and nine to me were mediocre. So then when 10 came out and it was on a new platform, a uh, new battle system, uh, the story was engaging and, and you know after the fact we you can look at the game and say it's kind of campy, mm-hmm. but I really enjoyed it. And it's also like the first Final Fantasy game they chose to sequelize. And Data actually likes—I think he likes the sequel more than the original. Uh, I've, I've game. heard a
1: lot of people say that. I never played Ten too, but I played—I yeah. didn't finish Ten, but I did play it.
2: Yeah, and it's just again, it's one of those that like. I don't recall the sex scene. Did that happen? <laughs> well, it doesn't. It's not explicit because it is—it is a T game. I mean, basically the two main. So characters, there's not
1: like some. I,
2: Oh no. Or something, bent
1: over a table. <laughs> no,
2: no. The two main characters thrown up out. against
1: the ping, the uh, the pinball machine. <laughs> yeah.
2: The two main characters make out in a scene and I guess he took that to mean after the scene was over that they actually had sex. I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, that reminds me of that episode of the Simpsons where uh...
1: Mrs. Krabappel and Principal Skinner were in the closet making babies and I saw one of the babies and the baby looked at me.
0: Baby looked at you? Sarah, get me Superintendent Chalmers. Thank you,
2: Sarah. <laughs> oh man, but uh, Final Fantasy X is on my list for the same reason <clears throat> that Pokemon is on the list, and that most of these other ones. I can I can go back and play that game. Um, no matter how many times I've played it, I still get enjoyment on in restarting it, replaying through the story. Uh, you know, re even doing the dumb sphere grid, how you level up in that game. It's I don't know. It's some- there's something satisfying about filling up a grid and leveling up your characters that way. It's almost it's got to be like it's got to be like the same feeling you get when people play uh, Candy Crush, and it's like they see things fill up or pop or something like that. It's like mm. a satisfaction knowing that I'm filling up this grid and leveling up my characters, and like the grid gets more and more nodes filled up on it. I don't know. There's something satisfying about that.
0: I I don't remember 10. I tapped out on the Final Fantasy series, I think, after 8. I think 9 came out, and I just didn't... I didn't like 8. Like, 8, I wanted the continue... After Final Fantasy 7, I wanted the continuation of seven story and right. the world and those characters and that I didn't get it in 8, and I remember not yeah. really liking 8, and then I think I must have not like 9 cuz I was done with the series after 9.
2: Yeah, I played a little, well, little at
0: and, 10 but like I was like no nah, I'm good. You know, it's and such an interesting series
1: that yeah. You know, yeah, for the most part, you know, there are the ones that are like 7 is the greatest ever, which for me, I mean, I haven't played all of them. I've played a few, so it's easy for me to say 7 is is great. But also, I played 7 for the first time last year and despite it being over 20 years old, Still an amazing game. Just like right. I, for the first time player, I was I was so into it and like addicted. I,
2: I played yeah, it nonstop yeah. for a couple of weeks. And a lot of hardcore Final Fantasy fans, RPG fans, hold up six as the best. But I I really yeah. don't like six. Well, at that's all. actually the, the point that I was uh, that I was thinking of is
1: that there's a you know a lot of people do like six. I've played a little bit of six. I need to finish it. Uh, and I like six. I've played five. Uh, I've played a little bit of 8. But I need to finish it. But there's enough differences there, and there's enough people that, oddly enough, there are these weird groups of people, who, of fans, who think that 8 is the greatest ever, or 6 is the greatest, or even 9 is the greatest, or 10. It's, it's a really diverse group of fans, because I, I feel like if you get 10 Final Fantasy fans in a room and ask them, Which one is your favorite? Most of them are probably going to say seven, but I think at least a few of them are going to say different ones, you know, to where it would be like 10, because that was the one that like for you that got them into it.
2: Yeah. I, I think, um, honestly, I think if eight had come out and I was a little bit older, like if I was a teenager when eight came out, I probably would have liked that one a lot more because it's centered around like a love story between two teenagers and it came out in 2000, and at that time I wasn't, you know, I hadn't hit puberty yet. I wasn't quite there, so for me it was like it just didn't. It's it wasn't. Uh, I think it came out in 99 or 2000. I don't remember. Probably 99 or 98. But it, whenever it came out, it uh, it wasn't there. The story wasn't there for me. Like I I, I much more identified with an adventure w- with Cloud. You know, the mercenary who actually is having like an existential crisis. As a kid, I don't know what that says about me as a kid, but
1: no, I, I... No, to, no, I to, no, no, I get it, though. I identified that, that, with that is, like, more. super interesting. Like, even as a kid, it's not so much, I, I, I think, anyway, as a kid, it's not, you know, you're yes. not looking for something that you identify with as much as you're looking for something that is just badass. Like, to cut to another game uh, that I know is on at least one of your lists, uh, you know, it, I, I don't see any reason to connect with you know, some, somebody in a galaxy far, far away, but I, I want to be a fucking Jedi, man. I want to play Knights of the Old Republic so that I can get a lightsaber and be this ultimate, you know, good guy or this ultimate bad guy. Yeah.
0: Right. Depends on which playthrough I'm playing as.
1: I almost always did good guy. There's, I always feel bad when I pick, like, the bad choices yeah. of games, you know?
2: And I've That's tried, I've That was tried, really hard for me to do Mass do it. Effect that way. Yep. Yeah,
1: Mass Effect, that's another one too. I was going to say Mass Effect 2 is my favorite. I'm
2: you just you mind. come off like such an asshole when you pick the bad choices in Mass Effect cuz it's like even when you pick bad choices, Shepard doesn't quite say it how I would say it if I was being a jerk. And so I feel yeah. like, wow, that guy's just an asshole. Yeah. Well, is. and
1: sometimes it, it it's also misleading on some of the things that you can choose. That's actually what I liked in Knights of the Old Republic, you know, you pick a thing and there's no voice actor for the protagonist. So you just kind of like pick it. And that's what they say. And Mass Effect is funny. where like, you would pick a thing and it's like, you know, somebody says something and you're like, Oh, I don't really agree with them. I'll say, uh, well, sir, maybe we can talk about this another time. And then Shepard's response is like, well, fuck you. And you're like, that's not what I wanted to say. Shep. Uh,
0: (laughs) yeah, that was the, the, the biggest problem with Mass Effect's, uh, um, system of Renegade or Paragon. Because, ultimately, you were still the hero of the game, so you were either a good guy hero or just a, sh- a sh- asshole hero. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. And Whereas the brilliance like, in Knights of, of the Old Republic,
0: you were either a good guy or you were a bad guy. Yeah, yeah.
1: and the brilliance of Knights of the Old Republic that I, I, I'm sure other games have... Yeah, I, I'm sure I've played other games that have tried something similar, but definitely not as successfully... But there's something about that that twist. Obi-Wan never told you what happened to your father. Spoiler alert for those of you that don't know, all well, two of you, I guess. Uh, you know, when you find out, like, oh, I was actually Revan before, like, this whole time, that concept of either, if you were playing it as a Sith or as a bad guy, you're like, oh, so I've been doing exactly what I'm supposed to. I'm Darth Revan. Uh, but if you're playing it as a good guy, it's almost like, wait, have I been doing this wrong am I or am I changing this character like there's so many like different ways to look at that game's story and the way that that character develops while still giving you complete control of how you want him to interact with the world uh, or how you want her to interact with the world depending on what you played mm-hmm. uh, just just it's just so well done and so simple uh, mm-hmm. that I think it, it, it that'd be hard to pull off in a game today I
0: well, Knights of the Old Republic is the reason I have an Xbox, and I'm, I'm an, and am now an Xbox household and not a PlayStation household. Cause before is your soldier I Xbox was,
1: or your soldier PlayStation, like a full. I
0: don't know what you're talking about, uh, but I I was a PlayStation household, and um, uh, Knights of the Old Republic came out, and I fucking you know Jedi poet, huge, hugest Star Wars nerd. So I borrowed my cousin's Xbox so I could play Knights of the Old Republic, and I beat Knights of the Old Republic three times on his Xbox. And then I was like, I got to give my cousin his Xbox back. And I bought an Xbox so that I could play Knights of the Old Republic more. Even though I had beat it three times, I was like, Yeah, I keep playing this game. Cause like I would do like the fully good fully bad then you know well now that was like I was a guy now I gotta be the fully good girl fully bad girl now I'm like well what if I use the turn the reveal as a turn of my character so like I've been good 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 and then the reveal oh you you're really Darth Revan I'm like oh now I'm bad bitches so now I'm like now I'm playing as an evil guy and it's like what choices have I made before the reveal type shit
2: sorry commentary i mean nice human good human come here buddy it's all right uh,
1: you, you can be a jedi if you want you don't have to be
0: <laughs> you can't be a jedi no anymore ryan johnson ruined that that <laughs> bag.
1: you know anybody can be it that was the point of the movie uh, we're not getting into that uh <laughs> Hey, you made me forget what I was going to say. Oh, and I think Knights of the Old Republic was also the first serious or, like, adult RPG that I ever played, where there was, you know, it was it was complicated. You know, it, it's very D&D, I notice now. Uh, but at the time, I hadn't played Dungeons & Dragons. I had no idea what it was like. Um, but there was just so many, like, different options of how to, like, you know, make your character stronger and different, you know, there were so many different ways to go. Like, it was kind of intimidating, but also interesting uh, to learn. Uh, but more than that, I just remember getting so... At the, when I first played it, when I was, I must have been 12 or 13, it felt like I was playing the most epic game ever. Uh, and I don't think I've ever felt the same way about any game after where it was like playing, it was like playing an entire TV show. Where like every planet you went to was a new episode, and uh, it was like, oh, we're going to Kashik in this episode, and you know, this is the story for that. But there's an overarching story. It was just so interesting, uh, and it felt like such an, a huge universe. I, you know, I was like, I can't believe you can do this in a video game. There's so many things, uh, and then like now having played other games. And other RPGs, you know, you kind of see the how they do it or how those how those games are going to go, you know, the kind of tropes. So like that magic is kind of gone. But that was the first game that I felt that way where I was just I was sunk into that world uh, and I never wanted to leave. (laughs) And I felt like I was never going to because I spent hours and hours on that game.
0: (laughs) Yeah, man. Hours. I'm still playing it. They they put the they put it backwards compatible on Xbox One. And yeah, I'm
1: playing it too. I'm actually I, have, I just uh, I just finished Kashyyyk. I need to get in my in my ship, uh, fly to the next planet.
0: Nice. Uh, I'm still on Dantooine because like, my dumbass did a bunch of shit, and then I did this one thing, where I was like, so I like I finished off Dantooine like I had like maybe two quests left when I started right finished off Dantooine, uh, fly, I can't even remember where I flew to, and I find the little girl, the little stowaway girl, go through her whole dialogue stuff, go to take her back to Dantooine, fly to Dantooine, drop her off, get that completed, then I go back to, I think I went to Kashyyyk, so I get Jolie, fly back to Kashyyyk, and I'm like, I gotta go to the bathroom, so I go to the bathroom, completely forgetting that you can get attacked uh, between hyperspace jumps. Come back, I'm getting wrecked by the Sith. I get literally all of the bad guys but the last one, and the last guy kills me. My last save is b- before the two quests completed on Dantooine. I was like, you motherfucker! That
1: kind of thing Yeah, to me. That's why I've been playing it off and on for like a year, because... Something, that kind of thing happened to me where, I think it was on Kashyyyk. I I did like a whole thing, uh, like a couple of side quests. There was like a main story thing. I had to get like a sword or something and beat some big monster to get the sword to give to the Wookiees because that way they would lead a rebellion or something. <laughs> and I did like the whole thing. It took like an hour and a half, maybe two hours. Uh, but I hadn't saved it the whole time, and I didn't really think about it because, you know, when you get into, like, a new area, it'll auto-save. Yep. But if you don't leave the area and you don't go to a new area, obviously it doesn't do that. And I hadn't realized that I had been in the same area that entire time, and I died and I had to do it all again, and I was like, ah, I'll do this later. So it was a while before I went back to it.
2: Yeah. The world before auto-saves, man, I mean... That's that's a whole nother thing we could talk about is how oh. many games you would just rage quit because you're like, do you remember, you know, I went the last time I goddamn save was it was like three hours ago. And it's but funny now, that that happened to me, too, because yeah. I do
1: not trust autosave to this day. Right. It'll say autosave. But if I'm quitting a game, I'm like, no, we're we're manual saving. Like, yeah, I, exactly. <laughs> I do. The I don't save trust thing. You.
2: Yeah, I do the same thing. Yeah. Uh, Next one on my list is probably going to be, I don't think it's on either one of your guys' lists, Um, and it's kind of a weird one, but um, I'd definitely rank it up there as my favorite just because of how many times I've gone back to it. And it's also, I would rank it as in the greatest uh, RPGs of all time, and that is World of Warcraft. I'm coming up with
1: 32.33, repeating of course, percentage of survival. Well, that's a lot better than we usually do. Uh, All right, thumbs up. Ready, guys?
2: Let's do this.
1: Leroy Dragons! Um, oh, my God. He just ran in.
2: Yeah, that,
0: um, Definitely not on my list. No. Yeah,
2: I'm not a PC player, so that's not... Yeah. Not well, and in 2004... So, I wasn't in on the jump on this game. Because in 2004, I was a teenager... um I went to an expensive school because my grandparents paid for it. But we were probably like lower middle class, and in 2004, like we didn't we didn't have a computer or high speed internet that was that could have handled this game at that time. Um, That's not so, the way I thought you
1: were going with this. I thought you were going to be like in
2: 2004. I didn't have a girlfriend, so I was like <laughs> World of Warcraft. No, actually, <laughs> I, I World of Warcraft was not even in my like. I didn't even know it existed until probably 2008. Um, And that's when I started playing it. And the only reason I played it was because Data had played it. And I was like, oh, uh, do you know anything about World of Warcraft? And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I have an account on there. And I was like, oh, you do? So we started kind of playing it together. And in 2008, I think they had come out with two expansions at that point. And now at this point, I think there's been three, four, I think there's been at least six expansions and they're about to come out with like a seventh or an eighth. I don't know how far we are in on those expansions. So the original game, you know, you have a level cap of 60 and then in every expansion they raise the cap. So it went up to 70 in the first expansion 80 in the second expansion 85 90 then 100 then 110 now it's at 120 and then the new expansion that's coming out will take you up to 130 or 125 i'm not sure so I, I call it one of my favorites because i keep going back to it since 2008 i've probably made like tons of characters on there i keep going back and playing it every once in a while and right now i've i've been playing it non-stop because a i don't have anything else to play while i'm waiting for the remake to come out and B, because of all this virus stuff updating this podcast, but because of the virus stuff that's going on, um, they actually the game actually offered a hundred percent extra experience for people nice. that are playing from, net, from like March 20th to April 20th. So literally you, you earn levels twice as fast in the game as you normally would. So I, ground, I I've been grinding out on that game. And I took a character from level one all the way to level 120 in like a week.
0: And and what was this character?
2: Uh, he's a panda he's a Pandaren, so he looks like a giant panda. He is a mage, and so I named him Pandalf.
1: <laughs>
2: nice.
0: Good name. I, Good I knew that. That's name. why I, I knew that. That's why I asked. Him. <laughs> It kills me every time I hear Pandalf. Oh man, just uh, it just hits it just hits me right in the tickle bone. Do
1: you call him Pandalf the White and Black?
2: Well, so um, you also have titles. So uh, one of the titles I have is the Patient. So he's Pandalf the Patient.
1: The Patient because he like yeah.
2: take his time with stuff, or like he's sick. Well, you know he's a big guy. He has to take his time. He's a giant panda
1: pandas are slow
2: (laughs) the cool thing about wow is you know it's it's one of those that games that is alive it keeps morphing and changing and adding new races and classes and things to do i think that's why i think it's one of my favorites it just keeps it, it it doesn't stay the same and now because there's so many people that are nostalgic they've introduced a classic version of the game so if you want to go back to vanilla you can now. You can h- play a whole nother version of the game that's classic, and it's just the original races and the original classes that were available in 2004. So I feel like they do a good job of pleasing their fans in that way. Like, eventually they'll give their fans what they want. Now, people have been asking for WoW Classic for a long time, but they I mean, did I guess finally get it. So. If you're
1: going to keep a game going for that long.
2: Yeah, uh, I mean, it's been going for a long impressive. time. Yeah, um, Another aspect of the game I really like is the subclass... Uh, the subclasses that exist within the game you know you can choose to be a person that is a tank you can choose to be a healer or you could choose to be a damage per second uh, character and i feel like those were those were things that were understood in classic rpgs but they didn't become mainstream ideas for newer games until world of warcraft existed because you can play you could find games now that are you know, console games where they have that same model. It's like you can play as a tank, a DPS, or a healer. But it didn't really exist in the way that it does. I think in before World of Warcraft made it a thing. Word, so that's man. why it's on
0: my list.
1: I mean, I imagine it's on a lot of people's list.
0: Uh, What's next on your lex- list, Billy? Uh,
1: uh, let's see. What have we not talked about? I've talked a little bit about Mass Effect, but uh, um.
0: Let's talk about Mass Effect, Billy.
1: Mass Effect.
0: The series Uh, that has divided this podcast. Yeah? Has it? No, not really. I was going to
1: say, I I think think this is a rare situation where you and I agree on each of these... Now, I could be wrong. Well, I guess we're about to find out, because I would... For me my my personal favorite, I don't know about you guys, but I, I will say my, my I think I said it earlier. My favorite is Mass Effect 2. I think that one is a, an amazing game all
0: around. I agree. That what? is my favorite. I I disagree. One is my favorite story-wise. Gameplay-wise, probably 2 is my favorite. But I think just the might, you story... you know I might agree with you. The story uh, of the first one so encaptu- enraptured me and yeah. and captivated me that for me that story and uh and it and it's so well done you don't need you don't you don't really need to play Mass Effect 2 or 3 because oh, no. it, it it it's such a well-done story that you could it's almost standalone. If, if they were going to remake, if you're one, not concerned I, I, about the Reaper one threat. is really
1: standalone for the most part. I think yeah. you could just play it and be fine. Two and three are obviously not. You know, if you right. play three, of course you're going to have played the others. If you play two, two kind of starts off standalone, but it has a cliffhanger ending. So yeah, a, I that that's a tough one. But I, you know, th- story wise, yeah, it that that's definitely probably going to go with one. But as a whole, I think you know, as the as the characters go, as the story goes, as the gameplay goes, everything uh, in two is just so damn good and such a a step up from one. Because have you have you guys tried to play the first Mass Effect recently? in the last Oh, few? I play
2: it. Uh, yeah, I, I was uh, I did some live streams of it. I actually still really enjoy it. I think the thing for one that is better for me is i like all the space exploration you can do whereas in two it's just like zoom from planet to planet in one you could get in the mako and actually like explore at almost ever at least one planet in every system
0: yeah
1: well you know i just there's a lot of things to like about the first one but there's something i'm trying to think of the word i guess stiff might be a way to put it. You know, there's something about it that just feels limiting uh, when you're when you're playing as like Shepherd and people. Yeah, uh, yeah, that isn't really there in
2: two and three. Well, we'll say the load times in one are atrocious.
1: Oh God, Sitting in that elevator.
0: Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I love. I would purposely take the elevator just to hear dialogue. So, anyone want to talk about their people's history? Nothing? Oh, come on. I can't be the only one who misses those times we used to chat in the elevators back on the Citadel. Just to hear
2: the news stories and the dialogue yeah, between the characters.
0: 100%. I'd go out of my way to take an elevator ride. I'd go up, get a new character, come down. <laughs> I can't imagine that. Um, I have not replayed the game's... Since the abomination that was the the end of Mass Effect three, yeah. Well, see,
1: I I don't know because here's the thing: I felt the same way as a lot of people when I finished three. Uh, and for the record, based on, even though I only played it the one time when it came out, so it's been years. Three was amazing up until the end. Uh, yeah, when- so much about it's 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 interesting how they manage with both 2 and 3, to improve on those games without changing too much. Like, they lean into different things and sort of get rid of a few other little details without changing the core gameplay. Because for the most part, there's not a lot of difference in, like, the controls and what you're doing in any of those games. But it feels so different from 1 to 2. And not as much from 2 to 3, but even 2 to 3 still yeah. has some insane uh, upgrades, I guess would be the way to put
0: it. Yeah. For me, the culmination of the story, different story elements that you you had cultivated through the three games, uh, like Morden and the Krogan and his story in Mass Effect 3... I, is still hands down like one of the best moments I've had in gaming and and then that ending being was so atrocious, it absolutely soured me on it. but like they had done such a good job for the most part of like allowing you to cultivate these different events and then them paying out on the third in the third game up until the very end.
1: So then, what? because I know there's a lot of different ways things can go for the characters, which is always, uh, for a story, You're there's always that risk, I think, of, you know, because things can change based on decisions you make and the things that you do, which is important for that series. Uh, there's also that risk for any game that does that where inevitably... One of those decisions is not going to be as good or as interesting for the story as another one. Uh, Mass Effect, I think, does it better than really any other game that does that. Where no matter what happens, the story is pretty good. Uh, so, what happened with your, uh, you know, with your story that got that got you so much with the uh, the Krogan and three and everything? Like, what what happened?
0: Well, just with uh, well, just with him. Uh, developing the cure, but then ultimately dying to get that information out. All well, see, the reason play I play.
1: ask is that that he doesn't have to die. You know that he can live.
0: But when uh, when my playthrough happened, he did not live.
1: Yeah, my playthrough was the same way, and I was actually disappointed when I found out that he could live. And maybe other people would feel this, would feel differently. Uh, but man, I remember being so like just emotional and enthralled when that happened. Like when he says the, like his line that he says all the time, but it just, it, it it hits so much harder. The, uh, it had to be me. Somebody else might've gotten it wrong as he's like going up into the elevator. It's so good and so well done. Uh, And it's, it really, it's just insane that it's that good based on hopefully making the decisions that need to be made to get there, you know?
0: Well, I didn't know he could live and had I known he he could live, it would not have changed my feeling and it would have made me had I not been so disappointed with the game, it would have made me go back and work to do to to save him. I would have replayed the whole game just to save him.
1: Well, that's actually one of the cool things had about five, uh... 5
0: minutes at the end of the game not been a yeah. swift kick to the nuts. Yeah.
1: Which is why I wanted to play them again, and that's why I asked about playing the first one. Because I was like, uh, you know, a couple of times over the years I've been like, you know, I think I should go back and play these again. Especially because I know that the ending has been updated and changed for 3 uh, a little bit. Apparently it's not that good, but they, they attempted to change it. Uh, and I'm curious what that's like. But... Um, Every time I play one, I'm just – I can't finish it. I'm like, I just the gameplay just doesn't
0: – It is. it's I, The hard, the gameplay is harder in one. Yeah. yeah right. Really? So
1: I think I should just go back to – I think I should just start with two because two is just – god, two is so good. I just remember the first time I played two and just – I couldn't believe the difference because I didn't get two as soon as it came out because as much as I liked one because of the gameplay and the way it was, I was like, eh, you know, I'll mm-hmm. play it sometime. And yeah. I remember seeing it at like Best Buy or something for like 20 bucks and I was like, "Oh, all right, yeah, let's let's check this out." And I, holy shit, I was just blindsided when I started playing Mass Effect 2 and I was like, "This is this is amazing. This is way different."
2: Yeah. There's I was nothing I more was exciting, uh, I think
1: than when you play a game, and you're like, "Oh, this this looks like it'll be a good time." And then you are just blown away by what you get, not expecting, you know, the experience you find.
2: I was shocked when I played two because I'd played one so much, and they changed some like some of the battle stuff. Uh, like in one, there's no ammo except for grenades, right? So it's just yeah. your weapons overheat. Yeah. And then in second, in the second game, there's ammo everywhere. In one, you could travel around in the Mako, and two, you don't like you don't go around on planets on on in like a wheeled ship, a wheeled like car or anything like that. Um, but yeah, the story blew me away for sure. And recruiting all the All of the uh, members of your crew, like it was so much fun just recruiting everyone and then playing the game perfectly, so that no one died. And and it also blew me away that's like you could make decisions in the first one, like whether Caden or Ashley dies, whether you kill Rex on that on the planet with uh, with the clones, or you let him survive, or you save him, like you help him survive, and then that affects the second game. And then who survives in the second game affects the third game, even if it's just for like a cameo appearance. Because some of the characters did just have like a cameo appearance in three, but um, which I don't sucks. Know.
1: But at the same time, uh, I get it. You know how are you gonna right? Fit? You can't service I, all those characters. You can't. Yeah, and I'm I'm happy they did that because I think if they tried to service all of them, it just wouldn't. It wouldn't have had the same impact because the thing right. that I think really works about and the the reason that. No matter what decision you make, uh, it impacts the story. The reason that seems to really work well with Mass Effect is that the characters are all so great. There's, like, something to like about really all of them uh, and all their side stories. I remember playing two and just – I had to do all the side stories. I was like, I got to know more about them. And I didn't know when I played it that you had to, like – if you didn't upgrade the ship that it would be hard to get through the end and, like, some of them could die. So, a couple of them died on that playthrough. Yeah. So, they weren't, I didn't even get to play with them in three because they were dead. Uh, so, like, I'm trying to remember. Jack was one that didn't make it, and I like Jack, so that bummed <sighs> me out. Uh, who was the assassin? His name escapes me.
0: Oh, Drex.
2: Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. No. Or, I'm thinking of Drax from Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Was no, something it is. It was I know something
0: you're like talking Drex. about the green dude. The green who,
2: guy. Uh, yeah, he was awesome.
0: He was uh, thick or whatever.
1: Yeah. Graz? Something like that? I, th- I yeah. think that's why you thought Drax, because it is something somewhere. But uh, but yeah, like, I just, it, all of them had, like, such interesting backstories that you would just, I was, you were, it was so interesting to see, you know, what was happening with them and, you know, how they got to be where they are, especially in two and three. One, kind of, one, it felt more like they just happened to be there. So you're like, ah, oh, well, this is my team. Uh, you know, you just kind of come across them for the most part. Uh, it felt so much more natural and interesting with uh, the characters once you got to 2 and 3. But yeah, I, I, I need to go back and just play 2 and 3 again
2: and see how how I feel about it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I no, never need to play those games again. Fuck those guys. <laughs> <laughs> Not st- even 2, which is... They stole money and time and energy from me. <laughs>
1: And I guess you're not excited about the Mass Effect uh, movie that they're working on. No. no? Is it because Ryan Johnson is doing it?
0: No, I, I wouldn't have been interested. in I'm just before, kidding. I actually
2: don't know if that's true at all. But I just... <laughs> they deserve
0: each other. Those yeah. bums. They deserve each other. If
2: if you had to pick a director, if you if you still love Mass Effect, and the guy and and they're, they're the writers of the film were like, we're gonna save it. We're gonna make it better than it was in the game. Um, and it was going to be a TV series. Who would you want at the helm of that TV series?
0: Uh, Michael Bay. Fuck those guys.
2: Michael Bay, because <laughs> <laughs> he wants them to fail. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I mean, I don't know who I'd want as a showrunner uh, for that. You know what I mean? I don't. Yeah. Man. I don't. You know. Yeah. I don't know. That's that'd be a hard question for me to answer. So um. Sweet. No. Here, uh, speaking of recruiting, Cloud, because you're uh-huh. talking about recruiting. Yeah. Uh, speaking of recruiting, made me think the uh, the uh, the next game on my list is, and I want everybody at home to know, I barely speak English. So what I'm they about know. to say to you is probably not <laughs> how you pronounce how you how you pronounce this game's title. <laughs> uh, okay. But. Uh, Sukorin 2 uh, was a surprise game for me. I hadn't played the first one. uh, So I didn't have uh, any I didn't have any connection to the series. But I picked this game up. It was a Playstation uh, RPG. And this game to me was like it was like a mind blowing experience because it it brought something to the to the RPG element that i loved in other aspects in other games and it brought it into an RPG and i it blew my mind but basically this game was this blend of rpg strategy uh s- uh sim uh, si- a simulation game um and basically you uh your character at some point uh forms his own kingdom or like castle and you Go about the game recruiting different people to be on your team, and based on kind of who you get, when you get them, would develop your castle in surprising ways. And when I say, like, you would go out and you know, recruit people, like, I'm talking about like you would literally recruit a chef to fight with you on your team, so you have this. So like one, it was a an RPG that had like a cast of like what felt like over a hundred characters. I'm sure it was probably like between thirty and sixty different characters. Like people, obviously you 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 wouldn't expect to be fighting like a chef. You wouldn't expect, but you could choose the chef to roll with you in your you know in your like four or five man groups. It was like five man groups, and it was a typical RPG, and you know you could level your chef up and uh and do all this stuff but then they they had this feature where basically the game was broken up into there were regular battles where it depending on you know where you're at in the story it was it was your one to, uh your, your your group of players like a regular rpg final fantasy style your team versus a group of enemies But then you would have these duels where it would be, you know, one character, you know, against another character, just straight heads up. But then they would have these massive battles that would play out on kind of like a rock paper scissors kind of mechanic. So like, you would choose who would like, you would like break up your teams, and it would be the members that you had recruited. Is like you would put your chef on a team. So if you had ever really leveled up your chef uh you, you know you'd have to think about what group you put them in to fight because you would have these massive fights and this game was one of the first times i remember like c- characters dying like you would lose these people that you had recruited to come be a part of your kingdom and then they get buried in a graveyard on your castle that shit fucked with me when i would when i lost some people i was just like devastated I had lost these characters, and I didn't like. I didn't realize the first time it happened that it could happen, and I was just like, "What the fuck!" So it just was this like combination of these different style of games in this one game, and I just remember being absolutely blown away by this game when it when it hit on the PlayStation.
2: Yeah, I, I actually think that that game was on the back of the instruction manual for Final Fantasy VII when it originally came out. And it's held up as one of the best um, PlayStation 1 games ever. It's it's up there on the top of the list, I'm pretty sure.
0: Well, here and, and I just was looking this up. There were over 100 recruitable characters, 40 of which you could use in combat. That's wild. Yeah, and I mean, it was just like the, scu- the idea that you could have, like there were 100 people you could get and you could f- cycle through 40 different characters for your team is just I it was it was like it was like it was like, a, it, it was like a, a paradigm shifting what games could be for me uh, when that game came out
2: yeah I've heard it's a great game I've never never got to play it myself but I've heard awesome things about it so
0: yeah man it it blew me away
2: so the next one on my list this is number two um it's a main, pretty mainstream title, but it's again, it's on the list because it's one I keep going back to playing, and I play it over and over and over. And uh, that's Skyrim. Um, Skyrim for me. One that yeah, play.
0: that's the last one on my list.
2: Oh, my bad. No, you're uh, good.
0: You're good. I can not want to about bury the now. lead. No, you're yeah, good. Yeah,
2: Skyrim. It's just one of those games where I and I really liked Oblivion but then when skyrim came out i'm like this is an obvious this, this is a whole different level of what oblivion was it's and i i liked oblivion like the storylines so i after playing skyrim i tried to go back and play oblivion almost unplayable almost unplayable after playing skyrim wow. that's that's how much of a leap forward it was uh to me anyway uh there's so many different combinations you can do with race and there's so many different quests you can go on you could play that game over and over i feel like and go on a new almost a new quest every time you play it um and and it's such a cool like sandbox game um and and i'm into all that kind of stuff too i love um you know it's very dungeons and dragons like it's you've got magic swords um, later, you get like crossbows, vampire hunting. Like it's got it's got most of the aspects of what you would think of when you think of a classic RPG. And I think they just did such a great job with it. Um, it's one I go back to all the
0: time. What is your? What was your um, previous Elder Scrolls? Let me guess. Someone stole your sweet roll. El- elder Scrolls experience before Skyrim I was too young when Morrowind came out
2: so I never played Morrowind um, until after I played Oblivion uh, Because I didn't have I don't think I had an Xbox when Morrowind first came out Mm -hmm. and uh, because I was at that time I was a PlayStation only uh, Player and so uh, it wasn't until after I played Oblivion so Oblivion was my first Elder Scrolls experience and even that, I didn't play Oblivion um, when it first came out. I think it was one of the first games that came out on Xbox 360. But I didn't play it until it at least... Because the edition I have is the Game of the Year edition. Mm. So I didn't play it until they came out with, all the, with the two expansions for the game. Because mm. I got the Game of the Year edition.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. I, I have vague memories of playing Morrowind. Correct me if I'm wrong. That one's strictly first person, right? Yeah, I think so. Was Oblivion... Yeah. Oblivion, they go to third person, Introduced third no. person? No. No, so was Skyrim was the first one? Okay. Yeah, so I don't think you could play. Okay. Yeah, I don't think you play
2: third person in Oblivion.
0: I don't think I... Then I skipped Oblivion completely. Because I remember I, pl- I tried Morrowind, and I was just like, do not like. Like, my first person experience because I I'm still and I'm still kind of very much in this wheelhouse where I I find one version of a game that and then like that's I play that game, right? So like I don't like first-person shooters, like I like a first-person shooter. So like I like Halo which transfers down the line to Destiny. So um so for me being in that first-person view for an RPG, I don't—that's not how I want to look when I swing my sword or cast my magic. So I fell off Morrowind almost immediately because uh, I did not like the aesthetic of the gameplay. Uh, but when Skyrim hit, who oh boy, that was that. I mean, so I literally. Just started a new playthrough this week or this weekend. Um, cause I was like, I was looking at the achievements. I still got like 12 achievements, uh, left on. Uh, <laughs> you haven't perfected it yet? No, no, I hadn't. Cause, cause I t- cause like one of them's like the, cause I don't tend to do the dark, the dark, uh, like play dark. Oh, like Dark back, Brotherhood yeah, or dark, Thief, yeah, Thief Guild. Like, I, I do the Dark Brotherhood more than the Thieves Guild. Well, I've done both, but the Thieves Guild to complete, you need to do like all those crazy things to yeah. bring them. Yeah. Skyrim the Thieves Guilds back really to made its... that a
2: grind to get those yeah.
0: achievements. So I've never done that. Um, and I have a couple of the. I've never done the. While I've played a little bit as a vampire, I've never fully done the 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 vampire side of the Dawn Guard uh, storyline, um, and then I still have like you know like some shouts to learn from the other DLC and the I still got to tame five dragons because I was never big into uh, into the dragon part of it. Like oh, to, the Solstheim like, stuff. Yeah, you didn't, you didn't enjoy that. Well, no, I played it, but I like I never got into like. Finding all the words, uh, for oh yeah, for that, and then or taming and riding five dragons was one of the achievements I never did. So I literally just booted it up this weekend and started, um, and started a playthrough. Um, I'm at I literally saved it at the part where I got I go fight the first dragon. Um, yeah,
2: Skyrim. If only they could have replicated that for the online. Elder Scrolls uh, Online yeah, agreed. It would it would have been amazing.
0: Yeah, agreed. Uh I the gameplay is just not what I want from the online uh, Yeah. I, I want I want Skyrim with friends is what I really want. Um I, I Yeah. I
1: feel like I would enjoy Skyrim if I really gave it a chance. Uh, and the reason I haven't is because I I'm all but certain that if I play it and really give it my all, it's going to suck hours upon hours upon
0: hours. Oh yeah. Of my life.
1: Um, and I, and I know yeah. Yeah.
0: it's just I, hard I, to tell
1: myself to do that. Like if I get caught off guard, which has happened when I'm playing a game like that before, I'm like, Oh shit. This is gonna. I, I have to play this. Like I can't help it. Uh, that's one thing. But when I know based on what's happened with literally everyone, I know that's played this game. I'm like, uh, should I do this?
0: <laughs> you could waste a whole weekend not doing anything in the game other than traveling from city to city to collect enough iron ignants so that you can make the nails and fittings so that you can build your house. Yeah.
2: I mean, Poet and I wasted hours trying to outdo each other on levels in Skyrim.
0: This was... I I was going to mention that, and I completely forgot. I'm glad you brought it up. So, first off, Skyrim came out, and we loved it. We played it. Uh, But then they remastered it for the one, which uh, uh, they then added the ability to do mods. Um, And something that they don't really do now with games, but they they did at the time, was along with your achievements for a game, there were benchmarks that they would kind of track in a game to show you who ranked the most. uh, Yeah, basically like a stats page. Yeah, like, so who's played the game the longest, who has the most kills. And each game would have different things, and you could kind of see who's where you rank amongst your friends. Well, for Skyrim, one of the things that they tracked was who has the highest level. Well, the thing about this is this did not take into account mods. So like before if you got like the highest level I think was 252, if you max if you had maxed it all out uh and and that was kind of the the high level but to get to to 252 you would... You would have had to do, like, an insane amount of, like, playing and intricate stuff to get get that high. Anyways, this game comes out, and they add the mods in, and some guy makes a mod that basically is, like, you can make a potion, and you drink this potion. And, like, the first time you drink it, it levels you up, like, 20 or 30 levels. And so, like, each time you drink it, you level up a bunch, and then you go through this whole thing, and... And with the way Skyrim was, you could uh, you could reset stuff, and then you would drink this potion, and it would level you up again. And basically, it got to the point where like you couldn't even drink a potion and level up one time. Me and Cloud had drank so many potions, and the funniest part was uh, is that like we were like tracking this. And talking shit to each other, and then like this one day, I don't know if Cloud was sick, I don't know, you have to tell me, why you were I was home. probably,
2: I was probably at, on lunch, and I just came home to like, to <laughs> just, to just level up some more.
0: He's at, he's leveling up, and I'm at work looking at this going down on my phone, and I'm messaging Micah, our homeboy APK, I'm like, this motherfucker's leveling up, man, I'm stuck at work, and it's driving me nuts. Oh, uh, because he was he was surpassing, and we're, and we're talking, like, when I say we're leveling up, like, well, I think our level, I think the level right now that I was at with that was 1452 or some shit like that. Like, I was literally level 1452. Yeah, I mean, it was getting ridiculous. The game, I think, stops scaling when you hit level 50. Yeah
2: like it's and it's like at that point the game is completely broken. So the only reason we're doing this is so that we can say that we have the highest level on our stat bar. And but basically
1: I, I, you guys have become Goku and Vegeta.
2: Yeah. Right. But for no reason. Like there's no, no end goal here. And the funniest thing about it to me was he was so mad as well because one of my stats glitched. It said I had completed like 4 billion quests. And he's like, how how
0: am I going to beat that? I can't Infuriating. I have no idea how he glitched that. It's I still, didn't do it on purpose. I just noticed
2: it one day. Me. It's like my stat says I have 4 it, billion it, quests it, completed.
0: It, and it's like when you look at it, it would be like... It was just like this l- super long number. And then you'd look at number 2 and it'd be like 252. It was just like... Right nowhere close to even being able to get the four billion this dude so that's why i had no. to get the level I, I had to get the level
2: oh yeah that that took a big chunk out of our time just trying to drink potions
0: so dumb to uh,
2: to obnoxiously level over each other yeah see i and, think because
1: my interest in like stories and characters in video games is so important to me and what really drives me a lot for these games uh it's really hard for me to, to like, oh, I'm good. Gonna... Because even in games that I've spent hours playing like that, you know, it's because I want to do these side missions that, like, you know, you learn more, or, like, you get to know the characters more, like, that kind of stuff. Um, I never really, like, grind in these games to get, you know, a higher level. Yeah. Or, um, yeah. Unless, like, I have to in order to continue, you know? Or, like, something is so right. hard, I'm like... You
0: know, I've I've got a yeah, well, hey, not even uh, not even just trying to uh, grind out or beat somebody in level. Uh, there's a trick in Skyrim that me and Cloud do, uh, sometimes when we create characters, that you can. There's a room that basically is the the first room in the game, and you can level your character up infinitely in that room. Yep. So there have been times when, like, like usually I'll just level my dude up to 10 and then go into the world as, like, a level 10 player instead of 1. I've leveled my dude up to over a level 100 character in yep. just the first I've done the same. And yep. then go out and play the game uh, so that I don't have to, like, sit around and wait to unlock dragon armor because I've already, like, reached a level where essentially I can get dragon armor as soon as uh, uh, I can forge it. Right.
2: But uh, Skyrim, yeah, I mean, for all of those weird reasons, for all of those ridiculous reasons, and it has all that stuff in it too, Billy. The story, the quests, the characters. It's It's got so many characters and quests that it can be overwhelming because it's like, I'm never going to be able to keep all this straight. Like, I did some random quest for some random lady in a village who wanted me to go get a get a, um, you know, like a tusk from a mammoth. And then while I was getting that tusk from a mammoth, this vampire tagged me and it started this other quest. And it's it just, you know, you could sit there for hours and hours and just find more and more, like, quests to do. Indeed.
0: Um,
2: I've got my last one on my list. I think we know what that is. Does anybody else have? No, uh, yeah.
0: What's, what are yours list? I've got,
2: I've got one more. Yeah, let's uh,
0: do yours May. before we go on to clouds.
1: And, I, and I'm sure Shocking that.
0: Shocking number one.
1: I might not be, you know, I might be the only one. Cloud might have a little bit to say about it, but, man, Kingdom Hearts, the first Kingdom Hearts just it got me. <laughs> Final, even though I wasn't, like, a huge Final Fantasy guy, Final Fantasy and Disney together, for some reason, Square knew what they were doing.
2: It's a magic combination, isn't it?
1: Oh, man, yeah, It's so it's so silly and so ridiculous, but I was addicted, like, I... I was so into. I was like, I got to get the new Keyblades, and I got to get to the next Disney World, and, like all the th- all the things, man. Like, I ah, it was. I I I I remember I made it really far in that game to like one of the hardest, if not the hardest, uh, bosses in the game with uh, Riku uh, after he's been taken over by. Uh, Main bad guy, but not really the main bad guy because, yeah, Yeah. I was gonna say just trying to explain what's going on is hard enough. Uh, but it's just, it's like the hardest boss fight in the game, I think, uh, to me. And I couldn't do it, I I could not beat him no matter what. And so it was one of those times where, like, I ended up quitting. I was like, I can't do this, I'm so sad. I was just getting so frustrated. (laughs) And then, like, months later, I got sick and I was home from school. I was like ah, what can I do? Oh, maybe I can, you know, do this. And I started. So I played Kingdom Hearts, and I was on that boss fight. I, I got it. I don't know what it was, but it was I, I, beat him. I was so excited, uh, so ready to beat that game. It was, that was a good day. Aside from the six. yeah, it's, it's
2: uh, <laughs> it's it's an it's, it's it was an amazing combination. And at the time, as a kid, I was like, I don't understand this. Why why are the Final Fantasy People team me up with Disney. That's weird. You know, as a kid, I was like, I don't, i was trying to wrap my head around it. But then I started playing it. And it was like, oh, well, I don't care. This is amazing. I don't care why they did it. It's, it's great. Uh, uh,
0: how'd that third just, game treat
2: you? Oh, uh, it's a, it's a blow right in the old uh, testicle bag. We're supposed to be talking
1: about games we like.
2: Uh, yeah. Here, here was, uh, now,
1: I won't say it was, it's not a bad game. I won't I'll make it scene. No, Kingdom Hearts no. say is bad. It's, it's just not. not it did not do for me nearly what the, the magic of the first two. Right.
2: It's not a betrayal on the level of Mass Effect 3's ending. It's not Absolutely that big not. of a betrayal. Yeah. It's got great moments. The the I'll say that the problem with three is this. They did not intric, they did not weave the story well in three. And for whatever godforsaken reason, there are no Square NX characters in three. Even though there was plenty of opportunity for them to have been. Well, they've been 3.
1: added since, in like the DLC that they're doing.
2: Right? Yeah. I mean, I but it's not a either way, too little, it's just like, too late. It's yeah. It's like it just leaves you scratching your head. Like, what? Why did I wait thirteen years for this? Like, this doesn't make sense. It 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 just it didn't feel like a sequel to two. It, it felt like just another random game that they had to push out.
1: Yeah, especially because if you hadn't played the other games, which I did not, I didn't play, like, you know, Earth by Sleep and 365 and a half days or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I didn't play those. So, you know, 3 comes along, and I play it, I'm like, I have no idea what the fuck is going on. I don't know who these characters are. Why did you call this Kingdom Hearts 3 when it's, like, Kingdom Hearts 9? That doesn't...
2: Right. Which is weird. Even even two suffered from that problem a little bit because if you didn't play uh, the Game Boy Advance game that came between the two games, you at the beginning of the game you're like, "Who's this Roxas guy? Where's Sora?" And then even when Sora wakes up, you're like, "Why was he asleep? What's going yeah, on? I don't understand kinda, any of this." Yeah, you know, it kind of works in that at least in that situation because at
1: least there's a mystery of like, yeah, because it works that way where oh, who is this character? What's going on? Yeah. That at least was there. Uh, it I mean, it's not amazingly done, but by the time you get right. in, you know, once you really get going into the game anyway, it kind of doesn't matter. Because uh, at least, you know, you have other, you know, a main story going on. Uh, there's a lot of interesting characters. Organization thirteen was really cool.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah.
1: Three doesn't really have anything like that. Three is just like, you know
2: more confusion upon confusion yeah it's three's don't like really know what three's like are you horny for disney here's a bunch of disney oh and here's some story at the end too um and i don't know it just it had a lot of problems that i feel like they could have fixed if they had cared to fix it but i feel like they just they just didn't care they just wanted to put the game out um and it and it was there was such a long period between two and three you felt like well it's got to be leading to something good right if they took this long to make it but it really just didn't it, it oh. didn't 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 accomplish its goal but yeah kingdom hearts one if you go back and just play that one or just play one and two as well i mean those are both awesome very solid fun games
1: oh yeah uh, just and it's, it's funny because I, I, I have a hard time saying which one I like the most, just I guess based on nostalgia but two actually in a similar way with like the Mass Effect games has a, a great upgrade and like controls and uh, they don't necessarily change the gameplay, but it feels significantly better
2: Yeah, yeah it feels like they were comfortable with what they did on the first one and they're like, okay how can we, how can we make it better? Um, but of course there's uh, only I, like four I, years between those two games. They came out of oh yeah, the same system. Uh,
1: it's just, but yeah, it's so good. Love those games. Uh, still love those games. I can play them now. Uh, it bugs the hell out of Liz and when I do, because
2: the music gets caught in.
1: The, I really like the music from the, uh, from kingdom hearts also. Uh,
2: yeah, it's a great score. I think that was probably Disney that provided that I would assume.
1: Yeah, well, not just the Disney uh, music though. Like even like the original stuff is excellent.
2: Uh, yeah, I just figured Disney, like Disney people, might have made the original music. Oh, I like the I mean, Disney
1: interactive know. people. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, but had to get that one out of the way. So because I assume I know the last one we're going to talk about, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Which
1: we've talked about here and there,
2: but not in much detail. Yeah. So yeah, my the top of my list. Chrono um, sure Trigger, re- R- yeah, Chrono <laughs> Trigger, a wonderful uh, Square Soft product. No, I've actually um, heard that game is great. I've never played it, but it's it's okay. <laughs> it, it's very solid for when it came out. Um, that was almost on my list. Another honorable mention that was almost on my list was Legends of the Dragoon. I don't know if either you guys played that, but that's that's a oh, great God, PlayStation God. One game.
1: Uh, Fallout Three for me.
2: Um, but yeah, check out Legends of the Dragoon PlayStation One game. Uh, if you, if you guys are into these kind of games and you've never played it, uh, especially if you're into Final Fantasy style games, it's it's a great uh, it's a great game that's that's kind of similar in scope and story. Um, but anyway, uh, my, my, ne- my
0: my honorable mention would be uh, for America Final Fantasy Two for Jap- Japanese Japan Final Fantasy Four. Uh, <laughs>
2: yeah, that's right. I forgot they did that.
0: Uh, I love that game. It was just, it was like continued the final fantasy. I mean, I played every one that came out until seven.
2: Yeah. Really. Which in America, that was kind of weird, right? Cause yeah. it's like final fantasy one is one, two is four and then three was six.
0: Yeah. So and it's, and it's, it's very confusing.
2: <laughs> yeah. And then seven jumped off the map in PlayStation. You're like, wait, what? How did they go from three to seven? um but uh yeah number one for me um i can't imagine that it'll ever change even if this remake is somehow total garbage i can't imagine that the original game will be hurt by it um final fantasy 7 i think that's why we're we're talking about that this week because the remake's coming out this week um possibly you're already playing it right now if you're a fan like i am what can I say about Final Fantasy VII? Let's start at the beginning of my journey. Okay, my brother and I, my mother, a very large bingo uh, aholic, she loved to go and play bingo. So my brother and I would go play bingo with her when they would have family bingo nights at a local bingo hall here in town. And um, one of one of the family bingo events was that they had a PlayStation One that was available to the winner of the bingo event. And the PlayStation 1 came with controllers, a memory card, and it also came with a demo disc of several PlayStation games, and it came with a copy of Final Fantasy VII. And my my mom won the bingo round. Actually, I believe it was her boyfriend at the time who won. But somebody else called bingo on the same number. So now there's two people... Uh, who who have won and they have to decide who's gonna who's gonna take home the prize. So my brother gets to go up there. Data goes up there and he, um, he they basically play a game called high ball. The balls roll around and you grab one out without looking, and the person who has the highest number wins. So it's between him and a girl. He lets the girl go first, and then he picks his number and he gets the higher number, so he wins. And so our family wins the PlayStation. Final Fantasy VII. So we start playing this game, and we're like, what? What is this? Because I don't think at that point he or I had ever played anything like this. It's three discs. We're like, what game is so large that it has to be on three discs? That makes no sense. Um, And it just keeps going, and it keeps going, and going. And it's so intricate, and there's so many different monsters to fight so many different things to do in the game so many side quests main quests and then we find out there's a strategy guide and there's secret characters that we didn't even know were in the game and so now we're trying to find these secret characters and it's just it went on and on and it, it just captured our imagination i think both of us and then me more so than him um at that time i think he was getting a little bit older and was moving on to other kinds of things but um Early. i don't know yeah, I don't know.
0: I don't. Know. I was going to say Star Trek Next Generation. Uh.
2: <laughs> yeah. But uh but anyway, so we kept playing it. Like I... he's wearing his like his Starfleet <laughs>
1: uniform watching Cloud play Final Fantasy like you fucking nerd.
2: <laughs> That's uh, not far from the truth.
1: <laughs> not
2: far from the truth. So, uh, yeah, I just I keep playing it. I keep loving it. I get a couple of my friends into the game, so now they're into it. And it's it's like um, I don't know it's like it's like putting on an old piece of clothing and it still fits or putting on it's it's just like a, it's like a time machine. Anytime I play it, it's I, I feel the same way that I did the first time, but now it's even better because I'm more familiar with it. Like I could play it with my eyes closed. I could um, I could tell you exactly where you need to go to find every. Every secret I am every secret thing in the game, and I've I, and it's I know I know it better than any other game I've ever played. I know where everything is in the game. I don't have to think about it when I play it. I just play it, and I enjoy it every time. There's not a time I'm playing Final Fantasy VII to be like, "Ugh, this sucks," or "Man, I hate this part," or "Ugh, why do I gotta wa- listen to this dialogue or watch this cutscene again?" Every time I see the cutscenes, because I will do that with Kingdom Hearts. I'll skip cutscenes. I'm like, I don't want to watch this one. But I yeah, never there do are that.
1: parts of that, yeah.
2: Yeah. But I, I never think do a lot of us
1: we all have that game, I think, that we can that we know like word for word. I can play Metal Gear Solid and recite every line of dialogue because I've played it so many times and I will yeah. watch every
2: cutscene every time. And it's it just changed um, it's kinda stupid to say this, but it like it changed my life, like the way the how I it it gave me my sense of humor. Cause it's got some weird shit in it right like there's one point where you you got to go to a market and dress up like a woman and you go to a brothel like it's got some weird stuff in it so it, you know it gave me my sense of humor It, um it kind of like made me more mature by by playing the game and like reading the dialogue and saying oh this is how adults talk to each other at least a little bit uh, so I don't know. There was just something about it that just, it keeps, it keeps capturing my imagination. It keeps being good. It's never, it never sours in my mouth. Now <clears throat> the sequel to it that came out, Dirge of Cerberus, that was obviously a fan grab and it's not a great game. Unfortunately, I forgot uh,
1: that game even existed. And yeah. You hadn't just mentioned it. I don't think I ever would have thought about it again.
2: It's, uh, it's, it was definitely a fan grab. There's some good parts to it. Um, but it's it's not anything close to the original game for sure. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how much I can sing its praises. I don't know how much more I can say that it's just my favorite game of all time. I mean, obviously, that's my. It's been my screen name since uh, the Xbox Live existed. Like that was the is screen that, name I wanted. It's always been first, my screen name.
0: Is that what the first place you used it as your online handle? the Xbox? <laughs>
2: Yes, because before because it was a game, and I I figured this is a gamer tag. So what game do I like the most? I'll use that one. Because I think before that, um, I didn't really have like I didn't really have AOL Instant Messenger because I was a little too young for that. Yeah, um, I didn't have like online handles before before Xbox Live existed. I
0: gotcha.
2: Yeah, what have you always been, Jedi poet?
0: Actually, well, so yeah, basically, yeah. So, I, uh, a Jedi Poet came from StarWars.com, uh, I logged into StarWars.com, um, they had these forums that you could create a name for, and obviously I went for the name that I felt most reflected, uh, me... And my love of Star Wars, and that was Boba Fett. Obviously, I'm going to get that. It's not going to be a problem. Username Boba Fett. Uh, Username Taken, huh? He's no good to me dead. Uh Oh, all right. I
1: can't believe somebody took one of the most popular characters and use that name
0: yeah so Boba All Fett right, was out we'll try look, Obi-Wan Kenobi this, hey, this, <laughs> is, hey, this is my first <laughs> online experience I don't know the rules I don't know nothing I could have been Boba Fett 01 motherfucker it I don't just know sounds like, so it anyway, just sounds like something so my then, dad would do <laughs> so then I go I go to the next name on my list obviously Obi-Wan Kenobi as you've rightly called you know it. well of course I know it. It's me I haven't gone
1: by the name of Obi-Wan since all before you were born
0: that was taken <laughs> uh, <laughs> so that I, re- I subconsciously so, remembered so then I tried just Kenobi that's taken. So now I'm fucking, I'm, I'm devastated at this point. I don't, my whole life has stopped because I cannot log on to this forum without coming up with a goddamn username that is probably going to reflect who I am as an individual. So at the time, I was a huge fan of Braveheart. And uh, a Braveheart was a warrior poet. And for me, I just substitute the warrior for Jedi, and that's how I got Jedi Poet. Uh, and so that that was the name on uh, StarWars.com, and then so once uh, I got a gamer tag, that was my where my next uh, name came, and then uh, uh, that led to me being Jedi Poet on Bungie.net. And then eventually led me to being Jedi poet on RVB. And so I guess later, yes, I've always been Jedi podcast. poet. Yeah. I mean, here we are. Years later. <laughs> uh, man. You're welcome, Internet.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. But I mean, I'm excited for this remake, man. Um, even when the I'm remake too. comes out, I'm just gonna. I mean, I'm gonna play it. Um, and then I'll probably go back and play the original again just for Wait, just for kicks.
0: And, and remind me, Bill, you didn't play Final Fantasy VII until like last year, right? Yeah, yeah I that think the that's first true. Time right, I played it and I, yeah. yeah,
1: I think I mentioned it earlier in the show too. Like, it's just it's and it's that. I think that's just to show how good that game is. You know, because a lot of games don't age that well, but even over right. two decades later, holy shit, that game is just so much fun and so yeah. everything about it. You know, the characters world the yeah. gameplay the music i love the music in the game
2: uh, yeah it's very good very symph- symphonic it's like uh, a y- orchestral i don't know
1: i don't know how am gonna convince liz to let me get this
2: game since i just got a new game back
1: to back like
2: that uh well i'll i'll shoot a video for you guys me unboxing this thing cuz i got the big one i got the one that comes with like that's a figure of said. cloud on the motorcycle oh that's um, cool i didn't know what it came with you, you
0: you didn't tell me you're on merch
2: on merch. What?
0: Merchandise? Oh, You're I on a it. motorcycle uh, Yep,
2: I got it. Sorry. I'm stupid. Don't don't uh, don't look at me.
1: I didn't know they came- I was hoping it would come with like the giant fucking sword.
2: Oh no. Uh Data had one. He had like a Buster Sword replica. I don't know if he still has it or not how big was it oh not to scale it was like
0: what if it, it came with a two scale sword i would <laughs>
1: totally get it to scale i used to get i had a couple of swords that i picked up from like a flea market and i thought oh, they're, they're like cheap things i thought it'd be cool to get like you know replica swords i've uh,
2: got i've got like a five foot sephiroth sword which is still not to scale oh no, no. that thing would be huge yeah, no but I've incredible. i do have one it's really really long I've always...
1: Uh, yeah, I should try and get more. That would be fun. I remember getting the... I remember leaving a flea market. I was with my parents and my brother. And we were leaving, and I'd gotten a couple of the swords that looked cool to me. And uh, my brother wasn't there when I bought them. And then we all got together and got in the van to leave. And my brother was like,
0: I can't believe
1: you got swords or something. <laughs> but then, like, five minutes later, I was like, let me see them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> of course, they're swords. I just... The, the image of Cloud getting getting his, his copy of Final Fantasy VII in the mail, but like it also coming with a, a life-size gunblade.
2: <laughs> it's not a gunblade,
0: asshole. <laughs> when were the gunblades introduced? I can't remember. That's,
2: that's Final Fantasy VIII. <laughs> Which I, I maintain is the stupidest weapon that they could possibly come up with. Cause it's like it looks like a sword that just has like a pistol grip on the end of it.
0: Yeah,
2: it's just like if you if you swung that thing, all you're gonna do is break your wrist. Like it, it's not it's not swingable at Wait, all.
1: So that that's where you draw the line.
2: Like, yeah. Because
1: don't like, get me wrong, I like I said I loved Final Fantasy VII, yeah. but that so- the Buster Sword, like Cloud Sword, come yeah, on,
2: man. Oh, if if realistically, rocked, if he was rocked out enough, he could he could swing that thing.
1: It, it's not about if you could swing it; it's about should you. Like, <laughs> there's a like I could go into battle with right. a stick. That doesn't mean yeah. I'll do
2: well. There was actually a prequel game that came out on the PSP uh, for Final Fantasy VII. That's it focuses around um, Zach uh, in the game. It's called Crisis Core. And it's revealed in that game the the Buster Sword didn't even originally belong to Zach. It belonged to his mentor. His mentors uh, got the sword from his family, but he refused to use it because he didn't want the sword to get rusted. So literally, he carries the sword on his back but never uses it. I, I just yeah, I just thought that was like the strangest thing ever.
0: Man, I feel like, I guess it's on his back, is it sheathed? Because I feel like if it's no, on his back, no, it's, it's not just... sheathed. It's just exposed to the elements. He feels like that's not going to...
2: Yeah. There's never any sheath for that sword in any of the games that it's in. It's just yeah. like... It's almost like they have a magnet on the back of their backs, and it just like kind of sticks to the back.
0: Like Captain America's shield. Yeah, pretty much.
2: But yeah, that, that was a kind of a weird revelation in that prequel game, which uh, a lot of people agree that prequel game, while fun to play, the storyline was terrible.
0: There you go. You heard it here first, yeah. first. Yep.
2: That game came out in like 2007, I think. The Crisis entire, Core game. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, this entire episode was actually just a lead-up to uh, Cloud's review of Crisis
0: Core. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Crisis Core. Fun to play, story, not good. Uh,
0: There's somebody man. out
1: there that's like, man, that hour and a half was worth it just to get to that.
0: <laughs> um, yeah. We're in two hours, my dude.
2: Are we two hours? Oh, we got. to Well, there was a big break, 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 break in the middle.
0: Not that big of a. Trust me, not that big of a break. <laughs> not not twelve minutes long. This episode is going to be yeah, probably right say, about two hours. It, it it did not
1: take me that long to change
0: that diaper. No. <laughs> break break it into two, man. Yeah, no, I'm no, just kidding. Not there's not a good thing to do that. Yeah, there's not a good break. Uh,
1: well, guys, any last notes? Anything uh, we need to add? Any uh, any fun? Yeah. Honorable mentions.
2: Play Final Fantasy Seven uh, Remake this week. Um, if you don't want to play it, but you want to see what it's about, check out my YouTube channel. I'm sure, I'll, or my Twitch uh, Joe Show play on both of those. Uh, I'm sure I'll be posting videos on both of those places on Twitch and on uh, on YouTube. So check that out, and check out Data's new podcast that I'm going to be on. Uh, I know you guys pimped that last week, but uh, what is it? I think it's called Sander Lanch, Sander Lynch, yeah.
1: Yeah, any idea when that's gonna come out? I think I asked him, but he may not
2: know. Well, so we're we're he, recording he it. Done, uh, yeah, we're recording it this weekend, uh, so I will take time out of my Final Fantasy VII remake schedule to record that with them. Um, so we'll record on Saturday. So I guess it just depends on how long it takes him to get it to edit it to where he likes it. You're um, not I be distracted to him about, like, 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 playing it while you talk. No, no, I'm gonna give. He asked me to do this with him, and I'm happy to do it. So I'm gonna give it my full. Of, attention i've already read what i needed to read for this week so um i think it's gonna be it's gonna be a cool thing because yeah I, I like his idea because i really haven't read any of these books so i have no idea what to expect so
1: i haven't either like i've read a you know I, we were talked about it last week obviously but i'm looking forward to like seeing you know kind of reading along and listening to the show i think that'll be fun
2: yeah so as soon as uh, as soon as we know when it's going to be up i'm sure uh he'll post it online or i'll post and i can post it online too Uh, but check it out everybody it should be fun we got two Aussies and two Texans so we'll see how that goes
1: which was the original title of the podcast two Aussies (laughs) and two Texans
0: yeah it should be well yee-haw and good day (laughs) (laughs) well at least we'll be able to leave that joke in woof Oh, man. All right, everybody. I'm Poet. I'm Billy. I'm Cloud. Good night. This is the outro. This is the outro. This is the outro for the Poet and Billy podcast extravaganza. <laughs> 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 oh, man. Oh, uh, God damn it. Uh. Oh god damn it.
2: That should Woo! be the uh that should be the stinger at the end of the podcast.
0: Oh that should be
1: the thing that absolutely does not go in the podcast <laughs> at
0: all. Hundred percent it's the stinger. <laughs> nah, don't, don't I can joke about that privately. You know what? I'm gonna put I'm gonna put my what I say and then I'm going to put our response to what you say, but I'm just going to leave that part blank where it's just going to be, like, silent, and then me and Cloud fucking dying.
1: But I... (laughs) I think, wouldn't people be able to, like, put it together? Like, uh, he must have said something about this.
0: (laughs) Oh, man, I can't believe you're going to make me take that out, Billy. That was fucking gold! God damn it! (laughs) Glad
1: you think it's funny.
0: Oh, man. Because that. Glad stopped too. laughing
1: about it that. Glad that.